step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough. The beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Well, hello, everyone. It's Wednesday, and it's a special day of the week for me. So... Hello, all the listeners, and I see Robin is on. Hello, Robin. It was fun. I had a workshop on Saturday, and there were some people there who said, Robin went. And there were some people, at least one person, I think she mentioned, said, oh, you're the Robin from the, from the show. So it was, it was cool. Um, it, was, it, was, it was just fun that, that Robin got acknowledged for her participation. So again, Robin, as always, thank you. Welcome to welcome to the show. Anyway, I do want to announce that I'm going to be at the Conscious Life Expo on the February 19th, 20th, 21st, and it's at the LAX Hilton on 5711 West Century Boulevard in LA. I know this show goes out worldwide, so. Clearly, most people will not be able to join me at the Conscious Life Expo, but it's an it's an exciting event. I think there's three or three between three and four hundred people that come to to that have a table or to give talks or to present in some way, and and they come from the whole gamut of the New Age movement. So it's such an opportunity, and there's a lot of uh, information, a lot of books, a lot of clothing, a lot of uh, supplements, foods, knowledge, just so much going on there. So I encourage people to come and take a look. And if you um, can, I do myself give a talk. Uh, It's free. It's five o'clock on Friday. And so I invite anybody who can come to the talk to come join me. In any case, I wanted to let people know about it. It is a, a fun, exciting time for all of us involved in this kind of work. <clears throat> okay. Now, I haven't really gotten any feedback specifically from last week's show, although I know it's on Robin's mind, this fear of responsibility to the destiny and or fear of commitment to the destiny. She found it very interesting. And then, of course, because this is what, Robin does is she's really starting to do much more work in getting herself going on doing the work and not um, not giving herself excuses uh, anymore, which are so easy to do. So, you know, I really want to say to Robin, terrific, I'm really excited. And she knows I've 
given her that feedback. Anyway, it's terrific that she's doing it. And I'm hoping that all of you will get to work, too. And after you hear today's show, you probably will be even more encouraged to do so. Uh, Anyway, so today I'm going to be doing a healing on PTSD for an individual that came to my attention. And I'll give you more information when I get there. It's such an important healing that the the fifth dimensional stuff has kind of taken a bit of a, uh, you know, second priority to that healing on PTSD. At least for me, it just you'll see when you hear the, about it, you know. Um, it was just touched me so deeply that I'm really putting a lot of time and focus on the healing in this on this show and it actually is essential because it affects it's it is something that virtually everyone on the planet has experienced at some point or another in many lifetimes so and I will explain all of that when we get there but in any case because it's such a global issue the focus is the one individual I was I'd heard about, but you know me, I always expand it to include healing for everyone. Um, anyway, so I am going to just do the fifth dimensional stuff fairly quickly. I want to have something on each show because there's so much material to to talk about. But anyway, I want to just review the interplanetaries, the fifth dimensionals over here that carry that dual soul nature. That true soul essence, which is the an aspect of our fifth dimensional nature that we carry, and we also carry the facade soul, human soul, not facade in that it's an illusion or something or an image. It's a the soul that we carry, the human soul. So we carry both the human soul and the true soul, which is the fifth dimensional soul aspect. So we are. We carry this dual phone nature, and I'm talking to the people on the radio because I need to reach out globally to the fifth dimensionals out there, and the higher selves have indicated to me that that's, for the most part, what I draw in at this point, although there are, for sure, uh, true humans that are attracted to this information because they are preparing in their own way to... Uh, continue to process their own, not they're not preparing, they are processing their own pathways and they're very focused on moving forward and becoming part of when this planet moves into the fifth dimension, this solar system moves into the fifth dimensional realm. They are in their process of preparing to be ready to go (laughs) when that happens. So anyway, so right now, what's happening on the planet is that we're going through something the higher self called the body-soul-mind detox, okay? Now, it's a, it's maybe a fancy term to basically say or describe what I've been working on all this time and what you've heard from me is we need to clear away the physical toxins, the mental, the emotional, the uh, psychological toxins, the things, the energetic baggage, the physical uh, residues and problems that we have, we are in the process of clearing the totality of who we are. And because, well, first of all, we eventually are going to be teaching, demonstrating uh, 
this work to the humanities because we are here. We have volunteered to assist in the acceleration of the evolutionary path of the humanities and the three lower kingdoms. But let's just focus on the humanities right now because this is, we're in a free will kingdom. The humanities are in the free will kingdom. And this is, this is a very big <laughs> focus of attention for us. Okay. So we're going to be teaching them, healing, healing them, informing them. Whatever method that we use, we're going to be sharing the information, the knowledge, the energy that we carry at that true soul essence level. And we are already doing that. It's not like nobody is doing it. Um, all of you are that are listening to me either are doing it or will be doing it. or And we all will continue to expand whatever we're doing. Okay, and I'm going to mention a bit about that down the line here. But <clears throat> we're going through this body, soul, mind detox is <clears throat> we're undergoing transformation is what it is. We're undergoing transformation and it's we're being helped by a tr transformational energies and the energies are affecting everyone. It triggers that energetic baggage that we carry that I talk about, and it becomes the opportunity for us to become aware of it and to release it, neutralize it, and all of that. And when we're talking about the soul mind, we're talking about the demons of the mind. I, I think I don't worry about the term. It's not really demons, but they're the energetic baggage of thoughts, habits, hurts, wounds, misunderstandings, misconception, misinterpretations, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that we carry at that energetic level that we feel defines us, but in fact, it isn't who we are, and we need to neutralize them, dissolve them, release them, and stand clearer and clearer and clearer uh, within our beingness, okay? So we're going through this we're experiencing the transformational energy and we are, it is moving us toward, you know, moving us forward. Now, in the body, when we have toxins, let's say we eat something that's rotten or we just eat something that doesn't sit well with us, we often would get diarrhea. And I think you guys have heard me talk about this before. So it's important to understand. Does it occur to us for one minute? To hold on to the diarrhea? No, we just can't help ourselves, right? We just release the toxins and we get better. Whatever we ate, whatever we ingested that didn't work with our system is released and gone. However, when we have hurts or wounds or grief or sorrow or fear or, or any other kind of uh, emotional events or psychological events, we target and attach those events, target and attach those feelings to events. And it's difficult for us to let go of those, those attachments. It's really difficult. Our energetic baggage isn't easy to let go of. And you've heard me show after show after show talking as I'm working healings to help people let go of this. And of course, on myself as well, I am you know, queen of the holding on. So please, this is not uh, any kind of denigration for anybody else. 
we all, as part of the human condition, we never really understood how important it was to release. Well, we never, it's not never, but for the most part, we've gone through so many lives without having any understanding of that. Uh, as a matter of fact, you know, we would hear things like, well, just suck it up, you know, get over it, uh, you know, be a man, you know, grow up, you know, these kind of things that we, we've heard and have had said to us because people, for the most part, in many of the lives, I mean, now there's much more understanding about it than there was even 50 years ago on the planet. And there's actual help, psychological help, therapists, and and now the energy work to help us release this kind of thing. But for the most part, we've held on to it, and that's why we have so much energetic baggage. So anyway, all of us, you know, this is what I'm trying to help and, and share and encourage people um, to to deal with, to become aware of and to deal with, okay? Now, in the 80s, that's when I started with Joan Culpepper. This is what she, I'm, I'm giving you the information that she gave me because Joan Culpepper was an amazing lady and I, I've mentioned this before. She had an incredible gift. It wasn't a gift, trust me, that... <laughs> She just woke up and out of woke up one morning and had the gift. She worked at it. She practiced. She developed this gift over time because that was her focus. And she was able to tune in to these very high frequencies of information. And she could see she was clear audience, clairvoyant, clear everything. She just was an amazing lady. And she recorded everything that she got. So I, as I've said before, inherited, I think it's almost a thousand cassette tapes. And over the years, and I'm still in the process of transcribing some. I don't do it myself, but I I have um, some people that do it, help me with it. And the, she, you know, so I have things written down. For me, I go out walking. I get tremendous amount of information, but I'm not recording it. So I have the concept in my head, but I don't have it written down. So in two years or five years, it's hard for me to go. I don't have something to go back and look at. Uh, I have that for Joan. So whenever I'm doing anything, I start with her material. And then when I need more information, I'll pull it in and fill in the gaps or expand it in some way. So I went back to her material, and I'm seeing what did she tell us back in the 80s, Okay. And at that time, she said that this transformational energy was really gearing up. It was starting to affect uh, all souls, um, but they were. It, it was especially affecting the interplanetaries first. Why? Because interplanetaries are going to be pioneers. They're the ones that are going to be helping the humanities at some point in time to do the same process. And we can't teach someone to swim, right, guys, if we can't swim ourselves. So the transformational energy was affecting interplanetaries or fifth dimensional with, you know, the dual soul nature more and to a greater intensity. Now, this was you saying in the 80s. I'm telling you guys right now that it is affecting humanities now in a much bigger way than it was then. It's now 30 plus, you know, 30 years since then. And 
a lot has happened between now and then. And one of the major things is, as I've told you many times, that the energy in the universe is going up exponentially because of the evolutionary thrust. And I'm not going to talk about the evolutionary thrust today, but it is that the, just very quickly, the originating source itself is preparing for a major leap forward. And as it gears up the speed, of course, we're all part of originating source. We're all expressions of the originating source. Just like each cell in our body is expressions of our DNA. It doesn't matter whether it's skin cell or brain cell or blood cell, every single part of our body carries that full double helix of our DNA, even though we're expressing in a different, the cells are expressing in a different way. It's the same with all souls. We're all expressions. We're all aspects of the originating source. And as such, as the originating source gears up, speeds up to make this giant evolutionary jump, guess what? We're all going with it. So we're being pulled, so to speak, at a very at higher and higher rates of speed. Okay, so um, so anyway, thirty years ago, it was a slower rate of speed than it is now. So maybe speed-wise, it's more like one hundred and fifty years evolutionary-wise. I mean, I don't know exactly, but there's been a great speed up. So. Um, Joan was really funny when she gave this information. She was saying, uh, so with the transformational energy working and, the, you know, it's really triggering the soul-mind detox that a lot of us are going to go through these really difficult problems, a lot of, quote-unquote, torture now. And, she, and then she said, and if some of you haven't done it yet, don't worry about it. Don't feel left out. You'll get your chance. <laughs> anyway, I don't think anyone has been left out. Um but she was just, you know, trying to be funny. And it was funny at the time. But right now, the humanities are also being triggered at a much higher level than they were back then. And this is part of the chaos around the planet. Just understand that when we're, that when this, this transformational energy is active, and, and um, which it is, it is hitting each individual. It is every individual is being affected, and that's why you see a lot of chaos, okay? Now, what we're going through, Joan explained, is like a form of initiation. And just to let you know, this isn't something that we've never done before. Remember that if we are fifth dimensional and we're carrying that true soul essence, please know that means we've already graduated to the fifth dimension, which means we've already processed through when we were human, we've already done the transformation, we've already released and cleared and brought ourselves into a state of purity at the soul, mind, body level. We had to do that first, and I haven't ever talked about the graduation on the show yet, but I will get there. But we have to clear all of that as humans in order to graduate to the next dimensional level. Okay? So we have, number one, done it before, and we have the awareness of having done it at that true soul essence level. But what you what I haven't said and what I want to tell you is that we've all done it before in in another way. And at the facade level, 
as a matter of fact, I know specifically, well, before I get to me personally, the higher self has indicated that we've been around for so many billions of years, so many eons and eons and eons and eons of lifetimes that we have been on planets that were getting prepared to uh, move into the fifth dimension. And we have gone through this process of transformation before where we have cleared out uh, the, we've done the we've completed the soul mind detox, bringing the body's mind and soul into a state of balance and perfection. We have done that in order to demonstrate it to the humanities on the planet, to be the demonstrators, to show that they can be done. And the higher self told me many many years ago that I've done it already four times. Well. That was like, really? Well, then why do I have so much baggage that I'm carrying now? Well, it's because I cleared it all in those lifetimes, but I continued, like we all did, and all of you have done it before. We continue, We came back and sort of started over again. Uh, in other words, we cleared everything in one life, but we did not go return to the fifth dimension and say, okay, I'm done here. We just continued on the journey to facilitate and accelerate the evolutionary process of the four lower kingdoms, or the humanities, however you want to look at it. So in the time that, in between times, you take up and take in all of that energetic, you know, not the same energetic baggage, but new energetic baggage. So the point is, we've done it before. So there's a part of us that's very familiar with it, but it's the unremembered remembrances, and it's quite old and far away in essence. We don't have it right in the mind's eye, but there is a sense of it, and there's also a sense of knowing it to be possible. I personally, this is just my theory, I've never even asked the higher selves, but my theory of why youth is a big thing nowadays, you know, that people want to look young and feel young because it feels like, to me, there are many that know at that deep inner level that's so distant, they know that we can bring the body into a state of perfection, that we can bring the, the um, you know, uh, we can actually, that aging is not something we have to do, and if we do it, we can undo it. <laughs> I know, I'm getting to some stuff that not for the near future. But anyway, I I really have a personal um, sense that a lot of the orientation to youth is because there are a lot of interplanetaries on the planet and there are a lot, also a lot of very evolved humans on the planet and the humans themselves know also. So many, many souls on the planet are aware that bringing the body into a state of perfection is possible. And it feels like it's a big part of why the, there's youth, the youth orientation um, and people wanting to stay young and be healthy. And a lot, it's really behind the get healthy um, movement that we have on the planet now. Anyway, so that's just my theory. I haven't asked by herself. And I will when I get to uh, working on that and sharing that. But in any case, um, all right, now, so now this is in the mid '80s. Joan says, "Okay, it's important for each of you to understand." Now she was talking to the people in her group, which I was one, and we were all fifth dimensional there. 
And she said, to understand you're not on a vacation. And she said, a lot of people don't really understand that. They just feel, oh, they're kind of different, you know, uh, this, that, or the other. Um, but she said that, you know, we're all awakening. And it doesn't make us a superior in any way because we are going to be pioneers or that we are being triggered into the awakening. And as a matter of fact, then she goes and she says, well, we have to be the dumbest of the lot or we wouldn't have chosen to do this pioneering thing, right? <laughs> so it was tough for her because she was such a pioneer. She was pioneer of pioneers, so to speak. And she had a really, it was it was difficult for her, especially because this information about the transformation, about the neutralizing, about everything, she'd hear, hear it the first time we heard it. When the higher self, she would uh, go into frequency and bring in that higher self information. So there was no experience. Nobody had any understanding of you know, you get the concept from the higher self, but how does that play out in real life? She didn't know. She didn't have any, and her process was such, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit down in, in, in just a second. Her process was really coming from a very uh, inexperienced place. And the people, other people, other than Joan and, and her work and, and now me, the other people that we have around us now sharing stuff wasn't wasn't here. You know, there was not um, the kind of, uh, you know, enlightened people that are out there in the world uh, helping and sharing and, and um, you know, moving out to help the humanities. Most of the people now had not even started when it was Joan's time. So, so anyway, she didn't have the advantage. So for her, it was very difficult. She didn't know for the first, 10 or 15 years of her career, even, you know, what that the neutralizing existed. She didn't know when she finally, she, but she made amazing progress not knowing, and you're going to hear her why. Um, but, I mean, then I knew, but I found out early in my process, but you know, I shared last week of all the difficulties I had, even though I was using it. I didn't, still didn't know. I had to go experience it. I had to learn about it firsthand. And it was it was difficult. There were a lot of struggles, but you know Joan didn't even have the have what I had. So you know she so so she was kidding, but it was tough for her. Anyway, so last week I talked about the fear of the responsibility to the destiny, and again I want to um, explain a little bit. You know that this is a very significant time on the planet because uh, of which I'm not really going to talk about today, but I will get to it. When there's a new age or a new concept being um, coming forth on a planet, it's very intense, a lot of chaos, a lot of difficulty because the humanities have a very difficult time with change. Well, we all do. It's not just the humanities. We are, the human facade we have is finds difficulty with it. And so those times uh, where we as fifth dimensionals have taken part in the infusion of the different concepts and different ages on planetary systems all over the universe, there's been a lot of struggle, a lot of suffering, a lot of chaos, a lot of difficulty, and we've built up that fear of 
moving out into the destiny pattern. And because we're here now, we sense it and it triggers off the fear for all of us. So we're all carrying that. And I talked about it a lot last week. Um, And I mentioned that sometimes it plays out. We think, oh, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. So we just don't do anything. Or, you know, what is my role? What is my destiny? And just the not knowing often freezes us in our tracks. But it's really activated, you know, coming from that fear, that unconscious fear. And so we just think, oh, well, how can we step forward? That's what the fear says to us if we don't know what it is we're going to do. And I'm going to address this in just a minute. And the other way is that we can go out and we can get certificates and we can go to classes and we can read books and all gather information. And we just gather, gather, gather and feel like we're moving forward because we're learning, we're learning, we're learning. But some part of us isn't necessarily using what we learn. And that's why I was really encouraging everybody last week to do the neutralizing, to do the clearing, to, to work with this transformational energy and cooperate with it because it's going to pull us through. It's going to create issues in our lives. But if we're working with it, we're going to be able to move through the difficult times more quickly and we're also going to be able to prevent them from being as difficult. So this work is also preventative which I explained last week, too. Okay, so each each of us has a piece of the puzzle, and Joan encourages that, encourages all of us to, at some level, to accept that you have something to do. We volunteered to be here. We volunteered to assist. And then Joan says, again, with her humor, Now, I made the mistake very long time ago of committing myself. Okay, this is what she's saying. She says, "Um, I was in a very conceptualized state at that point of time. I thought, oh, it's wonderful, you know, to be involved and save humanities and stuff like that. (coughs) She says she had a very idealistic kind of thing and really had no idea what she was supposed to do, no concept and, and when she started, she said she was about as psychic as a picture on a wall. She couldn't meditate. She said she was even kicked out of a lot of meditation groups. And, But she said in her heart of hearts, she said, you open the door and I'll walk through. Okay? Now, she said she made that commitment in the state of really unconsciousness. She had no idea what that meant. She made that commitment. Um, She was working in the business world at the time. She was in the advertising world and she was working as some sort of executive. And for her, metaphysics was sort of, it was interesting, but she, she thought a lot of phenomenon the fun. Well, you know, how interesting tarot cards are. Isn't it fun? Or astrology. What's your sign? And so she was approaching it in a in a way, the metaphysical ideas in a way that was, you know, it's very different than it is now. So maybe it's hard for you to understand, but just kind of something to dabble in and have fun with. Um, but in her mind, 
the commitment she made, she always thought that she was going to be making the commitment in the business world and helping humanities through business. Okay, that's what she thought. Now, <clears throat> she wants all of us to consider that we have something to do and to start doing something now. Now, many of you are already, this is stuff she was saying to us back in the 80s, so I'm, um, you know, some of it is um, back then, We many of us hadn't started doing anything, uh, but she's saying every single person has a function. Uh, we're here right now, and we're moving faster and faster and faster, and she said, you know, say, I will do whatever you, uh, you know, whatever I need to do, and I'll do it even though I don't know what it is. And then she says, be as dumb as she was and say that because, you know, misery loves company. Because for her, it was really difficult. Again, I have to um, emphasize that, that it was, um, it was a hard road for her. She was, as I said, the pioneer of the pioneers. But anyway, she says, but key is to cooperate with the energy. You can't be, your free will at the facade level cannot be trespassed, guys. Your true soul essence, even though it is you, is still operating out of that divine will. And I talked about it last week. Not trespass, that part of ourselves cannot trespass. So we need to make the commitment at the free will level to, from the heart, say, I commit and I'm going to step forward. And this is where that purity of purpose and sincerity of motive comes in to play. Remember I said if you have that, you're going to be pulled through because you've made that commitment at the inner level. Um, it's easier to make that commitment from any level if we're doing cooperating with the energy and neutralizing as much as we can. We're going to be awakened no matter what. So again, wouldn't it be easier to cooperate, then dig in our heels and make make it difficult for ourselves. <clears throat> and then she went on to explain, you know, here she had this, this vision that she was going to be doing her destiny through the business world. And there are fifth dimensionals that will be doing it through the business world. And there already are very active fifth dimensionals in the business world. And... Uh, <clears throat> So that was always her vision. But she said one day she went to work and literally the doors closed. She was at work the day before. She came the next day and the doors closed. She said apparently there was a big, a huge uh, account that had been lost. And so that office just shut down literally overnight. So she went on unemployment and she was practically starving to death because she's kept looking for work, looking for work, looking for work. And one day somebody says to her, some friend said, you know, don't, what are you doing? At least make some money while you're looking for work. And she said, I'm going to send you some clients because Joan did do tarot. She did do astrology. And so this woman said, well, at least you can be making money through doing it. And that was how she got into stepping into being the teacher that she became. Um, very much how I started this career, I started when Joan died. Now, I'd been doing the work all the way up until then. I, I want to make I want to make that clear. And it was 
three years after she died that I sold my company. Her death brought me to this work. So I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know. I didn't know. So remember I told you last week that it was one day. I said, oh, you know, I haven't done art forever. I'm just going to do one little picture every day. And in my mind, that was committing to my destiny. I didn't know where it was going to lead me. I had no idea. And then I started the Friday group. And at one point when Joan died, I did get the copyright to her material. So you you don't always know how it's going to be. Now, some people who have, say, the ability to sing or, you know, they're great artists or they're writers or whatever, uh, or they're interested in politics or they're interested in whatever, will be finding ways and maybe have moved through into their destiny pattern in a smooth way without something unexpected happening. We aren't always going to know. We just aren't always going to know. Okay. Now, um, this next part, this is very the last part before uh, I get to the healing, is going to be difficult for me to say. And why? Because you all probably know or picked up or sensed or figured out that my middle name is no pressure. Now, I don't mean to be silly, but you know for me, I've always had and shared the perspective based on the information, based on my experience, based on what I pick up all day long, that we're all on our own timetable. We all process at different rates, different ways. We take different pathways. All roads lead to Rome, but who knows who's going what what way. And so I've always taken the perspective of not telling anyone what to do, when to do it. I don't say should, must, have to. You know, I don't use those kind of words. Do I encourage? Of course. But I just allow people to do things on their own. But back in the mid-80s, here's what Joan said. And I remember well her words. She said, at this point, on this planet, it becomes urgent that each individual at the interplanetary level be brought to a point of processing as much of their own interplanetary energy as they can because the infusion of the evolutionary New Age con con concept grows closer and closer and closer. And the interplanetaries have chosen to pioneer and act and so we must prepare because if, with more, the most preparation, with more and more preparation, the more people we will be, the more interplanetaries will remain in place and the more of the humanities we will be able to help. Okay? Now, I told you, I can't remember if it was last week or another week, that many interplanetaries have walked off the path. There are millions on the planet. I don't know how many have walked off the path, but there have been quite a few. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you one small other thing before I get to the healing. Um, back in the late 80s, early 90s, and I don't remember when, Joan got the information that the planet was in a state of schism. Now, what do I mean by that? And she said, she explained, and I haven't, 
gone back to read the higher self information. So I'm remembering what she said to us, but I, <clears throat> I'm sure I have in all of my piles of material some something very specific. So when I do get to that, I will explain in more detail. But in any case, she said that the energies, as as you know, were all being pulled through this uh, by the evolutionary thrust. So the energies are expanding su- such great rates of speed. It pulls the planet too, not just the humanities or other um, souls on, on the planet. The entire universe is being accelerated in, in evolutionary energy. I think I told you at some point that the last 2,000 years have been the expansion of 10,000 years evolutionary energy-wise or frequency-wise, and the next 2,000 years, it's going to be equivalent to 100,000. So it's expanding so fast, so, you know, at an exponential rate. And at some point, the late 80s, early 90s, the humanities, and I think the facade part of the uh, dual soul nature, fifth dimensional, uh, began to resist. And she said it was like we all dug in our heels and just was our way, you know, we're not moving, you know, that kind of thing. And, of course, it was completely unconscious. And it created some sort of schism on the planet. Well, it was right when, for me, I moved into doing my my bookkeeping uh, slash business management slash accounting business. I stopped doing my artwork. Now, in the 80s, early 90s, I was really focusing on my artwork. I was selling it. I was having shows, not big major shows, but just it's beginning to, to unfold. I was teaching it uh, because it's a fifth dimensional catalytic artwork that uh, the higher self taught me, um, uh, the techniques. Anyway, um, I've made the decision, well, I need to move into this business realm because it's not consistent enough income for me to support my children. So off I went, and and it same happened with a lot of us in the group where there was some reason, some, some uh, circumstance that many, many in the group um, didn't focus as much. Now, for me, I continued. I continued to, I developed a buddy. Joan herself left the, left the state. She went to, she went to another state and, you know, moved out of town for a number of years. Um, so everybody had an effect. There was an effect on everybody in some way because of the schism. Now, the interesting thing is that when the schism started to, um, I, I use the word heal, but it started to come into a state of balance, okay? And as it did, a very interesting thing happened. When the schism started, I had been focusing on, as you know, as I just said, the artwork. When the schism went, got to, started to dissolve and heal, come into a state of balance, I came out, as did all the fifth dimensionals, with what the higher self called the totality aspect, which means that the door kind of opened for fifth dimensionals to do multiple things. And we see it now. We see triple threats in the entertainment business, people who sing, dance, act, 
whatever, people who write and act and, um, you know, get involved in politics, we see this multiple, uh, multi elements in people's lives. And that's what happened, is that the doors opened to the um, more of the gifts and talents, because we've been around so long, we've developed many gifts and talents. We decided maybe when we were coming in, if we came in before the schism, that we were going to mainly focus on one issue, or maybe two. I mean, there probably some came in to focus on more than one issue. It's it's certainly, uh, you never can say never or always. But in general, we were more focused, less options. And now we've opened the door to many options. And why is that? It's because there are many fifth dimensionals that have moved off the path. And I talked about that last last week or two weeks, I can't remember what week, many have moved off the path. So what's happening? The ones that are remaining are taking up the slack, so to speak, and we are doing multiple things. So even 10 years ago, I would never, well, 10 years ago? Yeah, let's say 12 years ago, before Joan died, I would ha- I had no concept at all. I would write books, I would be on the radio, I would lead groups that I would go into this full time. I I had no concept. Like Joan, I thought, well, I'd I'd be still doing something to make money, and then I would do my hobby or whatever. Um, I had no idea. And I keep expanding, as all of you will. We're unlimited. But there is a sense of urgency. And... I hate to use those words. So I'm going to say, please, take it to heart and work, use the techniques that I share, uh, read the books I've written, um, go to classes, not necessarily mine, but learn what you can and then use what you learn and share what you learn and of course, we all have to be discerning. You have It's very important to be discerning. We, we don't want to just grab at any old thing. See if you resonate with something. If you resonate, then move forward with it. Um, we all carry a tremendous amount of power because we carry that true soul essence and we have that, a deeper awareness, even though it may be unremembered at this point. <laughs> we have a deep awareness of all that we can do, what we're here to do, and we can move that energy in through and around and help ourselves and others a tremendous amount. And the more you cooperate with the transformational energies, the more we cleanse and neutralize, the more we'll be able to tap into our abilities, our, um, our gifts and talents, the the power that we carry. Uh, um, okay, so so the higher self back in 1985 said, "We ask that you step forward and make that commitment to help you find your way." Everybody has a choice, 
no one is going to be told, you do this, do that, you have to do what. But step, step forward, make that inner commitment. And if you, again, cooperate with the energy, this is very important because I couldn't be where I am now without doing a ton of neutralizing. I really want to encourage you all to cooperate with that, the energy that is triggering us to go through the cleansing soul-mind detox. We're being triggered. So if we cooperate and whatever comes up, we neutralize. Whatever occurs, we go in and neutralize. And if we think, well, gee, something might occur, something just might occur, I want to prevent. You can use this as preventative, too. All right. They also encourage us to work as groups, work in groups. And, you know, they're talking to Joan's group, so they meant us in the group. But I'm talking to a global group. I'm talking to the community out there that I share, that I share the information and they and you guys share back that we're in this together. This is a global group. And so the higher self, we're really encouraging all of us to create these communities, whether it's a community of two or a community of 10, a community of 50, 1,000, 10,000, a million to, to create these communities. And we can work with one another. We can express with one another. We can practice with one another. So that's the, that's the information that I have for you guys today. And it was pretty general. And I will get into more details on just about every part of it. It's, you know, I'm starting at the tip of the iceberg, I guess, and I'm working down. Please contact me. My my email address is Janet at JanetRichmond.com. If you have any questions or any comments, uh, any ideas, any thoughts that you want to share with me or with the our community now, uh, encourage everybody. We are the pioneers, guys. We're the pioneers, and that commitment is important. And I fully credit that commitment that I made to do those little pieces of art every single day as intensifying that purity of purpose and sincerity of motive that I had. And it brought with it the doors. It opened doors for me. And I really encourage you all to think about something you can do, a little five-minute thing, whether it's five minutes of neutralizing or five minutes of Um, writing some music or, you know, you've had a book in the back of your mind for 30 years. Sit down and write something five minutes a day. It doesn't matter what you commit to. I encourage you to, to take those actions and from the heart, if you feel it from the heart, if you don't, you probably won't listen to the show anymore. Um, but then you'll tune in. I have a feeling a month later or a week or a, or a year later, you'll come back because we do have that tendency to dig in our feet. It is darn scary. There is so much fear. There's so much fear that we carry. And so whatever we come up with that gives us reasons not to step forward will come up. But guess what? We're going to get through those reasons. We're going to find, we're going to find a way just like I did. It was a struggle for me too. Joan's struggle was enormous. 
mine was enormous. Everybody's is going to be enormous. It's 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 all relevant, and um, it's not about whose struggle was worse. We're going to feel each of us is going to feel the struggle in our own way. And if you're feeling in your middle of the struggle, contact me, Janet at HigherSelfVoice.com. Contact me. Let me work on your struggle because if you're struggling in a certain area, I can do a healing for you and all, all others, you know, on the show. Okay. So today we're moving into healing, um, the healing issue, and we're going to be working on PTSD. And this topic came to my attention because someone who's not a good friend, but she's an acquaintance, she was talking to someone who was an acquaintance of someone else. So it's, you know, several steps removed, but it came to my attention, which is, I think, really important. And boy, it hit me. It just touched me at such a deep level. And this is all that this acquaintance wrote. She said, it's it's about Chuck, okay? Chuck served two terms in Vietnam and is a mess as a result. Never recovered from the trauma. He's in and out of treatment. Now, Vietnam happened a long time ago, guys. He's in and out of treatment, never married or had kids, and is now an agoraphobic living alone. Well, I, I practically burst out in tears on the spot when I when I read that. And I'm it's it's all it's creating, you know, a, a lump in my throat as I speak. He's got a very extreme manifestation of PTSD. But we all have heard of PTSD. We all know people who either had it or do have it. And if we don't know people, we've read books or seen shows about it, you know, seen it, you know, um, seen it in movies or on television. We know about PTSD. Well, it stands for post-traumatic stress disorder, and I did look it up just just in case there's anyone out there that is, because I know I have a lot of foreign listeners. Uh, I want to just read a couple of quick paragraphs to. Uh, about what I, you know, how it defined, and there's a lot on it. Trust me, I could have, there could have been, there's pages and pages and pages on it, but I'm giving you some very general understanding. Um, PTSD is a psychiatric disorder that can occur following the experience or witnessing, so you can either experience it or witnessing, a life-threatening event such as military combat, natural disasters, terrorist incidents, serious accidents, or physical or sexual assault in adult or childhood, adulthood or childhood. Most survivors of trauma return to normal given a little time. However, some people will have stress reactions that do not go away on their own or may get even worse over time. These individuals have developed PTSD. People who suffer from PTSD often relive the experiences through nightmares and flashbacks, have difficulty sleeping, and feel detached or estranged, and these symptoms can be severe enough and last long enough to significantly significantly impair the person's daily life. PTSD is marked by clear biological change as well as psychological symptoms. 
It is complicated by the fact that people with PTSD often may develop additional disorders, such as depression, substance abuse, problems of memory and cognition, and other problems of physical and mental health. The disorder is also associated with the impairment of the person's ability to function in social or family life, including occupational instability, marital problems, divorces, family discord, and difficulties in parenting. So that's the general very upsetting description of PTSD. And, of course, there's people who experience it on many different um, degrees along the continuum. Chuck is one that is pretty extreme. He's got, you can just tell, almost all of those things. And it's been like that for, what, 30-plus years since he was in Vietnam. And he's alone. He's isolated. He's still in and out of treatment. He's an agoraphobic. And his life, he's never come out of it. And it's, it's just heartbreaking to me. Well, I, you know me, the, the fact of the matter is all of us, every single one of us, every single human, everybody has experienced trauma either by witnessing or experiencing trauma in all the ways that I read, you know, life-threatening trauma whether it's, again, a natural disaster or um, terrorist accidents, uh, sexual assault, you know, military combat, etc. We've all experienced that in many lives, different degrees, different situations, different details. But if we have an experience in this life, we have another life. So I want to encourage all of you even though you may not feel you have PTSD in this life, that you absolutely become an active participant when I do the healing for Chuck and you neutralize all the elements that he's carrying, whether you think you could possibly have them or not, please, please, please do. And I'm focusing in this particular healing on the combat issue on the wartime, the the soldiering, that kind of thing. It happens to be because Chuck was in Vietnam, but also, as I've explained in random times across many of my healings, we've all been men. We've all been in wars. We've all been soldiers. We've all dealt in conflict. It could be villagers, against other villagers. It could be nations against nations. It could be religions against religions. But we have taken part in combat, soldiers, uh, individual combat, like, um, you know, duels and stuff. I mean, (laughs) you know what I'm talking about. We've been involved in in combat for eons of lives. And all the humanities have been involved in it. When we come out of the animal kingdom, the carrying the animal nature still, we haven't developed 
the human awareness, the human consciousness, the human sensitivities, the human knowledge and understanding. We haven't developed that yet. And as we look at the animal kingdom, what do we see? We see the emphasis on, you know, the fighting for survival, the combat between the males <laughs> trying to win over the females. We see domination. We see uh, territorial n- nature, fighting off the neighbors so that we can keep the territory. We see aspects that are very much a part of war. You know, being the war for power, the the, the war for domination, the need for territory, the need to be the successful one. And and that's very much a part of the animal nature. So not only have we experienced it, but guess what? It's big time in the astral. Now, I'm not going to repeat all the astral information. I talked last year a lot about the astral. It's very important. Basically, the astral is the conglomerate of all the thoughts, of all the humanities of all time. And it carries, just as we carry all the energetic baggage, all the thoughts we've ever had, which we are working hard to release. The astral itself is carrying all of those thoughts of all the humanities of all time. And because we have been so involved in wars and combats, there are wars going on, soulless and mindless, okay? These are energies at war, energy identities or altered realities, you could call them at war in the astral. And I do believe when I did the astral, I worked on it. But of course, there's still wars going on since I've worked on it. So we probably didn't get to all of it anyway. And now there's even more in there since I've worked on it. So we we are also going to be including the astral uh, to clearing the astral wars in this healing. Um, in any case, it's 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 just speaking to me. And I... I don't I'm pretty sure I shared this. I did. I had this and I don't remember anymore what I was working on, but my male nature came forward and this was a few months ago and I shared it on the radio because it was so profound. And I've worked on my male nature only a handful of times, but each time it's been so profound and I so much shift and change. And this particular time the male nature was giving me pictures of a lot of what it experienced in uh, in its its journey um, when it was incarnated as in a male body and it was so much struggle there was so much combat I saw myself with a big huge long sword in each hand and I was going you know hand to hand combat like you see in the TV in the movies you know Playing people, walking through, you know, doing that sort of thing. I saw myself as a rower in a gallery, like warship, you know, doing the ramming of the, the warships. I saw myself as, you know, in hand-to-hand combat in other ways. I even saw myself in natural settings where, you know, in times where we didn't have wagons or, or we didn't have horses or we didn't have elephants to carry heavy things for us. And so what so, so I was the, the the just the brawn, okay, as a male, and as a result, my male nature moved away from 
all of that kind of upper, you know, upper body. It was associated for me at the male's nature. For me, it was associated the upper body level. You know, the the arms were the mainstay. The you know the rowing and the sword play and and the carrying and and so I had this you know and I mentioned when I talked about it I'd always resisted and dreaded every time I work out in the gym when I had to do the upper body the chest and the arms oh my gosh it was like gritting my teeth he'd say okay well now we're going to do push-ups and I'm like oh my god I don't want to do push-ups then I worked on this and healed because the the male part of me was so miserable with that those kind of lives and being stuck in the war and being the soldier that he purposely moved away from that in those lives that still carried the trauma, okay? So I'm working on the trauma, and I go in to the gym without even thinking about it, and suddenly I don't have that dread anymore. And my trainer picked it up like in a nanosecond, he could see because I wasn't complaining. Said, "Oh, really? Do we have to do push-ups?" You know that kind of thing. The complaining wasn't there. And now, when I go in the gym, every time I go in, I call in the, both the male and the female nature, and ask that both parts of me become part of the exercise uh, routine. Um, and so, anyway. We all have that male nature. We've all been. And how if anybody else would be affected by their time, what you're female in this life, and, you know, you don't know how you could have experienced it, or you're male in this life, it doesn't matter. We've all experienced PTSD from war. And I always say you can't say always and never, but pretty much I'm saying all of us. But, again... There could be a handful of people who don't never were in war, but I just I can't imagine. Anyway, so that's why it's important to me to keep the focus of attention on the conflict PTSD, the conflict from combat, from war. And Chuck in this particular case has been um living the horror of it and I don't know. He's not doesn't know he's going to have the healing. He probably never will find out he has the healing. I have no idea if how the healing will affect him, but it's not going to ever keep me from doing it. And I don't know how it will affect anyone else. I know personally, I healed that part of my male nature. I definitely had an effect for me, but. Again, how it'll affect anyone else, I don't know. I just encourage you to become active participants. Okay, so I want everyone to quiet the mind. Take a few deep breaths. I think most of you know the routine. I'm seeing the scenario being set up actually very quickly. Um, I'm back to the rim of the symbolic uh, wagon wheel, many, many people on that rim, um, past, present, and future listeners, and the all of us, I mean, it's just happening so fast. We're moving into the now moment. The now moment is expanding to encompass the totality of the past, present, and future nows, or another way of looking at it is the totality of the soul process of each individual that are present, 
okay? It's a huge, huge, huge energetic field, this forever now moment. And we're all, I can feel already, I see already the rainbow bridge being active. The rainbow bridge is active, connecting all of the chakras to the uh, chakras of the originating source and creating the bridge because I see the hub, the, the platform in the center of the wheel is already there and Chuck is on that platform. Now, this is very exciting to me. I didn't know until I started this healing if he would come forward. I didn't know. Now, it wouldn't have mattered if he didn't in the sense that I can always work on a conglomerate, but it's very heartening. He's here. So I want to, while before I continue the amalgamation, I want to call in all other souls, known and unknown, in body or out of body, that have experienced combat and have carried the trauma and the, the resulting um, post-traumatic stress syndrome. I want, and I'm feeling this incredible tension. Uh, it's as if um, I said some sort of magic word and the stress level came into this arena intensified big fold, big time, because I'm calling in others uh, that have experienced it. Now, I'm not even getting the sense like usually I see either the outer rim or last time I was seeing just people crowding in. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not even getting the sense. I'm. It's almost bringing tears to my eyes because it's as if there's so many here that, oh, I, I, okay, I, higher self, you need to, you need to change this for me because I'm finding it almost, I can't verbalize it to my listeners. <laughs> I'm having a hard time verbalizing it. So please make this, um, make something that I can see, that I can, Oh, well, this is really interesting. What what they're doing now is they're creating kind of a... Oh, my gosh. Oh, please, I can't even explain that. You've got to do... Please, 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 please. I'm sorry, guys. Just I have to ask for a few moments here because I, I'm, I'm, I went out walking this morning to get some previews of coming attractions, and they said, oh, no, you're fine. You know, you know everything will be fine. But now I'm getting something I don't know how to interpret. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Now I'm seeing what's happening. They are actually, instead of seeing the souls, they're combining the astral work with the energetic baggage that so many have. So instead of bringing in the the legions and legions and legions of souls, they're bringing in the pattern itself. You know how sometimes I have a pattern like um, I'm working on someone's something, you know, I don't know, and I see the pattern come across as a symbol on the on the um, hub, and then I work and the symbol starts to change as we work on neutralizing the energies. So it's like the energies have come in. So 
not, I mean, Chuck is here, but so are all these other energies. So I have to, it's so much that I can't see the, this, I can't get a sense of anything but this energy. So I want to just expand the whole thing just for me because I can't hold on to it. I can't um, visualize it well enough to verbalize it. And so, oh, okay. Okay. Thank you. The higher self has changed the symbol now. So what? Okay. Thank you. Now I'm seeing it the normal way. And here's the, the, the hub. There's Chuck on the hub. And right above Chuck is the energy. So I'm able now to see the energy has now been moved instead of just sort of surrounding all of us. It's now more or less above Chuck and they've created like an energy field to hold it above so it doesn't sort of invade the space so I can't see anything. I know it seems ridiculous. If I were, you know, maybe next week, next month, I'd be the place where I can deal with it, but um, in, in the, just sort of the general just coming in. But right now, I just need something to um, to help me see it so I can work with this symbol. So as I'm working on Chuck and clearing from Chuck, the energies working on Chuck are going to be dissolving and neutralizing the energies from the other individuals, including the astral. And it's so huge, I can see it extend. It's going out into the universe. The dark energy that we, we've we set out, all of us guys, we're in this together. The dark energy, we're here to neutralize from the astral and from the energy identities that people are carrying, different souls are carrying, are... It's so huge. I can't even tell you. It goes way past even my imagination field, my imaginary field of vision. So, all right. And Chuck actually is a big help because it's just interesting because as a friend of a friend of a friend that I got this information and they aren't even close friends. None of the parties are close. But it managed to trickle down to me, and now it's this opportunity, and the higher selves are making, <laughs> helping, helping. So, uh, and I want to thank Chuck because he did step right forward. At some level, I'm getting already, at some level, he feels like he's so wasted his life. This is at the soul level, that his life is such a waste. This is what he's feeling on the inner levels, that he jumped for the opportunity because he wants to do something. And actually, he is a fifth dimensional, Chuck. He's a fifth dimensional. So he's carrying at some level, despite the scarring, despite the trauma at that facade level, he's carrying that determination to do something, to give some help. Here he is, an agoric phobic, staying in his apartment, living alone. And this is his way to help. Okay, we all can find a way, and this is his way. So, okay, so thank you, Chuck. All right, so now I'm seeing him standing, and he's coming in strong. I see him as strong because it's that determination that I'm picking up right now. But, okay, so, okay, okay. All right, all right. So, the, actually, the higher self say that his issues are in this conglomerate. That's why I'm not perceiving Chuck as being a mess because his issues too are part of the energy field above him. He wants to be taking part in sending the light both to himself and to others. So 
okay, so immediately the higher self uh, are bringing me this kind of image where everyone around on the rim is connecting our energy, our light with Chuck. He's becoming the the beacon, okay? He's taking symbolically taking all of our light and aiming it up into this tremendous negative energy from from the from combat, from the PTSD as a result of war. Okay. So now I want to you know, they always are changing it up on me. Thank you. I appreciate the listeners' patience for me to finally figure out what's going on. But they they do that just so that I don't get complacent, I think. <laughs> In any case, so just keep sending your energy, guys, sending your light, sending your light. Oh, we haven't even amalgamated yet. Let's do that. So we're going to... Um, I see the light here, so but I like to bring it into consciousness. I want everyone to focus on that pure soul essence, that divine sunlight within and fill that forever now moment. Now I already I already see it filled because we've done this enough that at the soul level it's happening anyway, whether I say it, but it's really important to bring it into consciousness. We are filling, we're pulsing that light. It's filled this forever now moment. It's merging, becoming we're becoming one with the light at the soul mind body level. We're also calling on the totality of the, of the higher self, the conglomerate higher self, all of ours, Chucks, and we're calling in other higher selves from any other realm or direction. There's a huge amount of help here. Wow, this is so important. Oh my gosh, I'm already getting images of why it's so important. I'm, I don't. I want to just get the, before I go to all of that, I want to just finish with the amalgamation. And so I also want us all to focus on the true soul essence. Remember, this is a fifth dimensional community. We want to focus on that true soul essence. It's part of ourselves. We are so, uh, we forget about it. We aren't conscious of it. And I want us to all focus on it. And if you don't have a symbol, I want you to think of it as the symbolic heart of who you are. It's so important, but we don't think about the physical heart in the body. It is absolutely essential. It's the heart of who are of the physical body. So, in essence, the true soul essence is the heart of who we are at the soul level. And I want you to just feel, sense it, experience this heart of who you are, and expand that that sense, that feeling, whatever you imagine. I want you to expand it and fill this whole, the totality of your um, soul process. And so I'm feeling that true soul essence energy just building, intensifying in through and around the totality of the forever now moment. I'm also asking that we amalgamate with the totality of the higher self, which um, I did already do, so we're amalgamating with the totality of the higher self. There's a huge amount of energy here. And we're going to also be brought into that symbolic womb of the originating source that carries that very real, very important energy to help give birth to ourselves at the more expanded very much want to 
uh, we carry the purity of purpose and sincerity of motive and we want to unfold. So this is going to help us do that unfoldment. Okay, now I am again bringing you back to remind you that we're all sending that light to Chuck. He is now standing firmly on the platform, sending the light into it. And as this, it goes up sort of like this funnel thing, like there's um, like it's funnel shaped in a way. So all the light is just pouring in and the light is so powerful. Um, it can neutralize these, these elements of, of combat, the, the PTSD elements so fast. It, the, it's so enormous though that, and I'm calling on the higher self to please facilitate and also those astral workers, I want them also to facilitate this. And I'm calling in also Jane and company to uh, help out in any way. Uh, we need to send it because... Um, okay, so of course, the first thing that comes up to me, for me, is the pain and the suffering, um, the stress. It is clenching, as I started to say earlier. I'm feeling the clenching in the heart. It is absolutely, it's as if it has talons holding on to us. And those talons hurt. They hurt. And I want all the light to go into neutralizing the psychological pain, the, the emotional pain, the physical pain. And just to, I just keep focusing on those talents. Right now, that is the image that I'm getting. It is the talons of war, T-A-L-O-N-S, the talons of war. And why I'm putting those words together, I'm not sure, but that is what we're working on. The hold that, you know, talons, animal talons are sharp. They're they grab, they hold, they have, they hold on to their, if we're talking about predators, they hold on to their prey, the talons of war. And it's as if war and all of our experience about combat, uh, about war, about conflict, and this kind of thing, is hold on to us like talons. But the, okay, first of all, it holds on because we feel, we've grown to believe that war is essential, that war is essential to preserve our territory, to get food, to get slaves, to uh, keep our status, to keep our power, to keep control over the populace, say, or uh, to keep control over um, our, our minions or dominions. It is, it is the belief system that the energy is just pouring in to try to neutralize the belief systems that have created these talents that war has gripped us in. It has convinced us we need to be at war. Okay, so let's release those talents, neutralize those talents, uh, just pour all of that. And everybody on the rim is all their issues with PTSD are in here too, so we can all focus. We are all getting help with this energy. So you don't have to worry about releasing your own stuff now. The higher self have changed it up. So 
we are just focusing now, sending light, sending light, sending light. Now, you may be able to relate to some of this stuff, and that's okay, but then just keep sending light to these issues. Now, the the reasons, the reasoning beyond, uh, the reasoning for war, the rationalizations for war, there are many, and we've taken on many over the eons of time. Uh, we, you know, we have to maintain our territory because that's where the food is. There's subsistence reasons for many lifetimes. We have to maintain the the resources to live. Okay, and so those things make sense to us, and it doesn't mean that it doesn't make sense. But if we are gripped by the reasoning why there is war, we don't look beyond. We hold the belief that war is necessary. There's no choice. We're reacting to the belief systems that we carry. So this is really important. So I want everyone to keep sending light into the reasoning behind war. And as we do, I'm calling in divine expansion, clarity of vision, expanded perception. Nowadays, there is more expanded perception. There's a lot more people that that want to explore other options but war, that we don't fall hook, line, and sinker for the reasons and the rationalities about war, okay? But we all still carry a lot of those reasons and rational rationalities and inside, which makes it difficult to expand. So let's just keep working on neutralizing all of those belief systems the misinterpretations and the misunderstandings, the misconceptions about war, that it's needed and necessary and that there's no other way. Back in a lot of lives, there was no concept of sharing, no concept of, well, maybe we share with a neighboring village and they can help us with something back. Maybe with more manpower, cooperation, we can raise more crops or we can raise more animals to for food. I mean, there was no sense of this kind of approach way back when in so many of the lifetimes. It was like, well, we better kill those people or they're going to eat our food. So, and I'm being extreme in my uh, what I'm talking to you about because in my, my pictures, because there really were those kind of extremes. There really were very few options that we looked at in so many lives. And it's important. So I'm seeing a lot of that just, oh, it's just fizzing away. The light is like boiling. It's like boiling away a lot of that re- reasoning. And it just keeps boiling away and boiling away. It, there, there's more coming in. It's just constant, constant. The dark energies are just, keep dropping down. So as we, as the light is neutralizing what hits it at the bottom of the funnel, um, all of the light is hitting it. It's, it's neutralizing, neutralizing, neutralizing. It's creating this incredible, almost like a, a, a tornado or some sort of spin 
on the light, which it draws the energies in, and as it draws it in, it neutralizes it, and it becomes part of the light, but more falls down, more, you know, more is, uh, you know, it's sort of this endless supply of fuel here, especially because we're dealing with the astral energies, um, let alone all the humanities on the planet, both in body and out. We're, we're talking a lot of of this stuff. Okay, so now we're working on so that's going to keep going. I want to see what the next level or the next focus of attention, the higher self. Um, okay. There is a tremendous amount of, see, well, how would I express this exactly? Um, there's a, a tremendous amount of hatred. Okay, now a lot of the hatred is self-hatred because there hasn't, well, there hasn't been anybody that's been involved in a war where there wasn't some feeling about someone on the other side. Maybe it was a brother or a father, like in the Civil War in this country. Maybe it was a, um, a warring faction and, you know, two people fall in love. Maybe it was, you know, cousins. You know, you've moved out of one village into another to marry and you've got cousins and family and whatever in, in that village. Uh, maybe, who knows, but you know what I'm talking about. So there's this tremendous hatred of being involved in a war and killing and not, you know, and hurting other people. So there's a lot of self-hatred here. It's deep and it's dark. And I want everyone to focus that light to begin to neutralize the self-hatred that we all carry at some to some degree around the war issues, around being participants in the war. Even if we aren't participants, we're old ladies or whatever, we are just devastated about a war going on and hating ourselves for being part of it in any way. Maybe we make the food to feed the warriors and, 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 and we're just so upset about it, you know. And in this day and age, you know, there we have conscientious object, objectors, you know, that can, and we have a volunteer army. So people who want to get involved in conflict can, but others that don't have a way out. So, but a lot of countries, that's not the case. We, you know, a lot of times in our history, that hasn't been the case. So we, we've all had periods and times, whether, you know, whether here on this planet or any other part of our existence, we have all taken part in, we've been part of situations where we have just had such deep, horrible feelings about our part. Um, and I have a story about someone in my second book, um, Soul Psychology, very, very deep self-hatred because of his part. Um, so this is very common, and he was on a lot of different planets and wasn't involved in the actual uh, fighting of the war, but he was involved in um, developing uh, chemical warfare and um, you know, warfare with germs. 
and it's a fascinating story, and it's a true story. So um, anyway, we've all been involved in different ways and then carry tremendous sense of self-hatred, and I'm seeing the light just pulling it in, pulling it in. Now there's also hatred of others. That's the other side of it. We've all been part of, you know, to go into war and to ask people to hurt, maim, kill others. You have to build them up. You have to do the war cries. You know, the leaders, the ones that want to, you know, the, the those in power, those who have made the decisions, we're going into war. You know, they bombard us with all the reasons we need to go to war. They give us courage. They give us uh, encouragement. They give us no option. This has to happen or we're going to die or we're going to suffer or we're going to lose our land. And so it's, it's developed within us the hatred of others, anger, rage at others. And so I'm seeing now, when I first was talking about the self-hatred, it was like one side of the energies were being addressed. Now the other side is being addressed. So you have sort of this whirlwind going on, but the other two, it's interesting, it's like it's happening in different sections. There's two sections, two sides of the coin, the self-hatred and the hatred of others. The rage at the self and the rage at others is part of the hatred. So I'm seeing the anger and the rage on both sides being being addressed now. The light is just moving in and just devouring it. It's like a you know, Pac-Man or something, you know, it's just the the energy, the the energy of the light. You guys are helping so much. You're sending in a huge amount of light. The higher selves, of course, are helping to direct it and they are allowing me, thank goodness, to see what's happening, what's going on. Uh it's probably a lot different, but they're giving me symbols anyway that I can share with you. So, um, okay, so there's just a tremendous amount of that going on. The next thing that comes up now is the physical injury and the physical pain. This is extremely common, extremely difficult. And um, and not only is it t- difficult today with modern medicine, but in the olden days, before the days of modern medicine, You'd have an injury and you could linger for weeks and months and they really didn't know how to fix it. And the pain and the suffering would be, you know, there was no morphine. There was no opiates to to help dull the pain. They maybe did whatever little things they did, used bark, you know, with aspirin, but it was very, very severe. So war and it's part of the PTSD too, because if you're lying there, if you're lying there, or you're lying in bed, the anger, the bitterness, the uh, agony intensifies so much of the stress. It's stressful to feel pain, guys. And I'm sending into this. I'm ha- having, you know, you all address your light, and I'm seeing it being sent into this physical pain. It's part of, uh, not completely, but I do see um, uh, addiction coming to play here. Of course, addiction helps with emotional pain, too. I'm working specifically on physical pain right now. 
but in, in modern day, for sure, with the opiates and with addressing the physical pain, uh, you lose a limb and you have phantom limb pain. I mean, it can be pain, all types of pain. Um, the injuries can lead to an addiction. And so where this this addiction process is also coming into pain play here, um, neutralizing the trauma of the physical pain. It's also working on, as I said, the addiction. And this is kind of like another layer over these other layers. Um, The physical pain is huge. This is a very, very big pain, a very big layer, very big amount here. I don't know why it seems any bigger than the other things because everything is so important. But um, I just see a huge amount of physical pain, so much injury, so much injury. And in comes the next level, death and dying. Okay? Death and dying is huge. Now, we all die. We all have died in every life. We all often go through a dying process. But when you go through a death and dying process, that is long, dying for a long period of time with great deal of suffering. You have time enough to think. You have time enough to uh, harp on imprint all of whatever is going on for for you in those times. The the imprints, the the emotions, the thoughts, the the belief systems become very entrenched. They become very deep because they have such intensity. So we need to work on the death and the dying process here. So we've died so many times from physical injury, from being in combat. We don't die from anger or rage. We die from the the consequence of war. Millions and millions and billions and condillions of people die from war. And that's what's coming up now. We need to neutralize the death and dying process. The decisions, the belief systems, the self-identities we take on at that time. Hmm. There's just so many. It's just it's almost impossible. Oh, okay, what time? I don't want to lose track of time. Uh, okay, so the it's very very intense, guys. The decisions we make. Uh, I think I've shared some of the ones that I know I've made um, in a death and dying process. The, I, I became an uh, atheist uh, in one life because I was literally uh, left. People forgot to bring me food, and I starved, and I was in agony for months. And I came to the decision by the end of that dying process, there can't possibly be a God to have this happen to me. That is the kind of thing when we have this very intense, very agonizing, very painful kind of death or dying process, we can take on these decisions, these belief systems that are massive in nature and can play out in the subsequent lifetimes. I actually, in this lifetime, became an atheist. I had a vision, and I've shared this with you. When I was 18, I had a vision, 
And within 20 minutes, I went from an extremely spiritual, uh, you know, not too religious, but very spiritual person to a complete atheist. I misunderstood the vision completely, misinterpreted it, and it led me straight to atheism. I got past that, guys. As you know, I eventually became an agnostic and all that. Uh, and now I use divine energies all the time. But that life, that decision that I made back then came into play in this life. So all of those death, difficult death things, whatever it may be, affects us in this life in ways you would never expect. Okay, so, all right, so now I'm just keeping to release, um, keeping uh, keeping the energy going. It's a good flow. You guys are not letting up, despite the fact that I might talk about something briefly. There is a tremendous amount of light going in, and I'm seeing, it's interesting, now I'm feeling like a, like a beam of the light is actually moving up into the higher echelon or the higher layers of this, this energy. It's as if we're sending in enough light and we've gotten through enough of the lower layers um, that the light is creating a big enough beam to make its way through. And so now we have this beam not only coming, this light coming up from from below, but it's it's as if it's connecting to some very, um, the pure soul essence, uh, the, the purity or the something of originating source or, I'm not sure, but I can, it's just sort of off into the ethers. And now the light itself is pulsing from the inside and is is expanding the neutralizing, the whole field of neutralizing is growing and expanding. And I want to call in divine breath because I feel it's as if there's enough of this energy that's been released that in fact we can all breathe in a way. There's so much energetic burden, energetic baggage that we've been carrying, that the astral has been carrying, that I feel like I can feel the lightning. I want I, I want to call in divine love, divine forgiveness, divine expansion and clarity and understanding. I'm just watching it as it goes. It's doing an incredible job. You guys are just doing a credible job. Now, I'm hoping that each of you are feeling some sort of release on your own because we are actually working on your energies, each of you, uh, including Chuck. Now, I do want to tune in, before I run out of time, I do want to turn tune in to Chuck. Just keep the light going, guys. Just keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. Uh, it's doing an incredible job. Okay. Chuck. Chuck is crying. Okay. He's standing here crying because he is feeling the relief of it, the release. He's crying because he feels for the first time he's doing something with his life. So he's feeling a relief that he isn't a nothing, worthless, uh, you know, a missed opportunity. Uh, a soul lost, but he's also personally feeling the shift in that energetic field, and that's also bringing him some release. 
I want to work on uh, depression. Let's send, let's name some of the things that are common. So we want to make sure at the conscious level, it's already going there, but at the conscious level, we want to work on neutralizing depression. I want to work on neutralizing um, uh, let's go for the agoraphobia. I don't know enough about agoraphobia to know exactly what it comes from, but we want to do all the causes known and unknown. The fear. The fear behind agoraphobia. Now, fear is another big one. Fear is in all... There isn't anyone in a war that isn't afraid. There's some that feel really you know, they are able to deal with the fear and put it aside and just step forward. But there's fear for everyone. It's fear is human condition. So we want to work on fear. And this is bringing up a lot for Chuck. I can feel it, it again, I feel the clutch at the heart, um, the, the talent at the heart. It's that fear. Uh, and I'm seeing it for him um, because because he's done so much help and been that focal, created that beam that he took in and focused up, he's now uh, able to focus a little bit on himself. And I do feel a lot of fear coming up out of his chest. Um, that Those talons of fear, those talons of war, the talons of war. Okay. So I want to send in divine nurturing divine serenity, divine support, divine love, divine hope. I want everyone to symbolically reach out to Chuck. And in this way, we're reaching to everyone. It's a symbol. But to reach out to Chuck, a symbolic hand, to reach out to Chuck and let him know that we're there for him. So he doesn't feel alone because there's a lot of isolation, just this huge isolation. He doesn't feel accepted. He feels like what he's going through is so different and so vastly different that nobody can understand him and nobody will care for him because of who he is and what he did. So we want all of that to be released. And not only for Chuck, but all the light is going to go in and work on these issues for for um, for everyone. Okay? So we want all of that, we want Chuck to continue to release all of that, the the feeling that he's alone, that there's no one that cares about him or can understand him or that can relate to him and that he's worthless and just a nothing. Just so much pain and so much suffering, so much suffering. This this is very deep, very, very deep. And I'm not sure how much in this short period of time he's going to be able to release, but he gained some sense of self-value from being the focal point in the beginning of the exercise. This is helping him to let go and focus personally on his stuff. It's enabling him to have a little seed of, hey, I did something. Maybe I can let go of this stuff. It's given him some permission. He's enabled him to give permission to himself to let go 
of all these other, of at least some of this other stuff. Wow, that's interesting. That he actually needed that to give him, he needed to do the help in the beginning to give him permission to help himself. And so I want all of that to, I want the higher self to please help facilitate that. I want to empower that self-worth big time. And to have him release the lack of self-worth, the lack of self-love, the lack of self-value. Wow. Okay, that's ongoing. The symbols that we've set up, the talents have released. Now it just means we worked enough on the pattern that that, that it's 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 as if we've shifted from being birds of prey to having a choice. Okay, um, the that. The energies are still um, being utilized. The light is still there. It's still processing. It's still affecting. And as a matter of fact, the more we do, the more that comes in. Because remember I explained way back a few months ago that the astral around the Earth is huge. But there's an astral around every planet that houses the human community. And in fact, there's a conglomerate astral that is huge. So... What's happened is that it's been so effective during this session, uh, this, this healing, at healing, and we've been able to expand the light so much because the whole group is involved that it's now actually tapping into and helping to heal the astral uh, war, uh, the astral PTSD around uh, other planets. We're moving into the conglomerate astral. This is, wow, this is really big, guys. And and I don't even want to focus that on that because I'm seeing so much more dark energy and now I'm getting all thing about it, you know. I'm happy it's doing it. But what I want to focus it on is the first symbol we have, the one that's just showing so much, uh, so much light. Instead of this dark, heavy, massive energy, I'm now seeing it is massively light. There's still some stuff around the edges. There's still, because there are ongoing wars, there's ongoing conflict, there's ongoing suffering. And so we're going to, we're, we're dealing at a moment-to-moment basis here, certainly with the astral and with each, with the individuals that are actually suffering through war, actually have PTSD. I do want to specifically ask the light to move in through and around the totality of all the um, treatment centers for PTSD, whether it's an individual type of therapist or psychiatrist that's treating it. I want to move into those areas. I want the light to move into the VA hospitals or treatment centers, the any any kind of treatment centers, both in this country and other countries. And I really want the light to clear away a lot of the 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 energies that have that are in those centers the astral energies that have really come to stay there because they're constantly being fed by 
those who are in those kind of centers. And so we want just the energies to the light to go in and clear the the buildings, the rooms, the centers that handle the PTSD so that when those who are that come in to get help, there isn't that oppressive energy there from the astral. And I'm calling in Jane and company to also deal with any souls out of body that are, quote-unquote, stuck there because they've suffered so much that somehow it makes them feel better to hang out in these areas where others are suffering. Um, So I do see, I would say, legions of souls that work with Jane and company that are coming in and they actually have been here and they've been working on it the whole time. They just now brought my attention to it. So they are also helping with those out of body that need um, individual healing. And so they are going to be um, helping clear the, um, the centers that have some of these suffering souls that are um, hanging out there, so to speak. Okay, and with that, the higher self are closing down the forever now moment. I think we're running out of time pretty much. Um, okay, I see the funnel closing down. Um, so that part is over. They, I'm now seeing very clearly all the people around the circle. Ch- uh, Chuck is still there. Um, let me just tune in to him before we complete well I'm seeing the higher self putting the cocoons around all of you and symbolically they're putting cocoons around a lot of the others that just didn't show up so to speak but they sent in the 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 energies that were part of the pro, what part of what we were neutralizing so the the cocoons are going um on everywhere it's like virtually everyone is wearing a cocoon it sort of just seems seems like to me although I you know, I don't, I don't know for sure, but anyway, that's um, what it seems like. But let me just see what's going on with Chuck. He's he's asking me to feel he he really wants to be um, part of the of helping in any future way, and he. Um, I I know Jane and company will be working with him when he's sleeping. So when he's at the unconscious level, they do a lot of work with, they're going to be working with him. Um, I'm going to assure him, uh, as you would imagine, that yes, we will be working with him. And he has the choice. So um, at this time, every week, I do a show. I do a healing. He can come in at any time. If it's important, um, you know, I, I invite him to make himself known to me. Um, and he just, he's fine. He just wanted to know that he was still wanted, and you are wanted. We want your energy anytime. You gave him a tremendous amount of help today. Without you, it would not have gone like it went. It was beautiful. You acting as the focal point or the sort of the surrogate uh funnel of light, a surrogate beacon for all of us to send light to. It was a beautiful thing you did, and we always want you to be involved. And he's, I want to call in divine forgiveness because 
he really needs to forgive himself. There is a tremendous amount of self-attack um, that he feels, that he's messed up big time in so many ways. And so we want self-forgiveness to come in through and around and divine hope. And so um, with that, the higher selves are putting the cocoon around him as well, and he is being escorted back um, back over the Rainbow Bridge, back to where he he is or he lives. So, okay. Wow. That was intense, guys. And um, it's just really touched me. I found out recently, maybe a few months ago, I did have a life as a Jewish woman in World War II. And I mentioned it on the show because I was always so fascinated with World War II. I've read a ton of books on it and um, also the setting up of Israel and all of that. I've read a ton of books on the Japanese war and the Russian, the Russian part. I mean, you know, I've read a ton. Uh, not so much for, for a long time, but a long time ago I read a ton. Anyway, um, I think it's from that experience that's so recent that this kind of thing has really touched me. And um, I'm um, just, it just really touched me. So anyway, I do hope that Chuck is going to get some some help, some some shifts in his pattern. Uh, if I can remember to do it next week, I might call him back in and see what if he has anything to share because he doesn't know consciously. No one that I know that knows him knows consciously either. So um, w- that I did the healing, so I have no way to get any feedback. But I might either tune in sometime this week or maybe maybe it'll be too soon. Maybe I'll wait a week or two and we'll, and I'll check it out. Um, Again, I invite invite everyone and anyone that cares to reach out to me in any way, uh, Janet at HigherSelfVoice.com, please email me and check my website. You know, I'm I'm out there everywhere, guys. Look into my book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints, or, and... Soul Psychology, Our Journey Through the Human Kingdom Universe. I really encourage you to keep searching, keep seeking, keep learning, and to utilize the information. And a lot of what I share is about how to utilize it, how to make shifts, how to help ourselves, how to step forward, how to make that commitment, how to help that commitment unfold. I'm here to help you guys and anything you come back to me with is a help for me too so as again we're a community we're in this together and i just i really love the show and i love all of you and i thank you for being listeners and thank you robin too for being part of it um i just thank you so much anyway i'm going to end i'm barely here if you can tell i have It's been really intense for me, so um, I'm going to say goodbye. Wishing you a wonderful week, everyone. Until next week, I'm over and out. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices. 
Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.